I want to invite you to join us for the first ever Bitcoin Business Owners Roundtable. On May 22nd, Paul D. Joe, co-founder and former COO at Mudwater, will be sharing about online marketing and using Bitcoin to accelerate your efforts. In addition to helping scale the well-known coffee alternative, Paul is also behind Casey Cattle's recent Bitcoin adoption that went viral on Twitter. After Paul shares, there'll be a live Q&A along with the time to share insights and network with fellow entrepreneurs. You can find a link in the show notes to sign up. Be sure you'll be able to say, I was there when your progeny asked you where you were for the first ever Bitcoin Business Owners Roundtable. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Bobby Shell, who's the VP of Marketing at Voltage. If you've been in the Bitcoin space for a while, you're probably at least somewhat familiar with Voltage. If you're not, then I think today's interview will be very informative. Either way, I think you're going to enjoy today's conversation. But before we get to our interview with Bobby, we have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight. And this week is the BitBlock Boom family of meetups in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. With the BitBlock Boom meetups, you have three opportunities to get together with other Bitcoiners. Once a month in Dallas, once a month in Fort Worth, and every Monday morning in Arlington. These meetups are great opportunities to meet and talk with like-minded people from the world of Bitcoin. The meetups are sponsored by the BitBlock Boom Bitcoin Conference in Austin, Texas. You can find more info on the conference at bitblockboom.com. If you want to find out more details about time and location for the meetups, those are posted on Twitter at bitblockboom or on their meetup page, which is linked below. And if you don't happen to be in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I always encourage people to download the Oshi app. The Oshi app is great for a lot of things, but one of the things it helps you to do is find Bitcoin meetups in your area. So download the Oshi app today to find the closest meetup to you. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Bobby right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Bobby, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Josh. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. So you ready for these? Yeah. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? Yeah, so I first learned about Bitcoin in 2013 or so. My buddy told me I should start mining. And back then, getting a full-blown built computer was around 600 bucks to build like a nice gaming one. And uh, I said, that's too expensive. I can't afford it. So uh, I never got into Bitcoin mining <laughs> like most people. And um, it was later in 2017 where a lot of guys at work were talking about Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, I remember a lot of folks talking about IOTA because I worked at an internet technology company. So connecting Internet of Things, it was like a hot topic among those guys. And, um, you know, it was trial by fire. I was blessed by the the scam coins. You know, I mm. bought a bunch of them, um, wrote it up to the top, crashed all the way down. I was paper rich and lost it, you know, overnight, like a lot of people did. But the thing that um, I think really kept me excited was Twitter. I was on, I've been on Twitter since I think 2013 or so as well. And somehow I just started following crypto and Bitcoin on there. And after writing it down, uh, I just realized, you know, 
Bitcoin is the real deal. Like there's a lot of track record behind it. And I started going through just research and learning. And um, that's when the real rabbit hole journey began was uh, 2017. And uh, I may have missed this in your your answer just now, but when in 2017 did you really get into Bitcoin? Was it more at the top or more at the bottom? Two weeks before the top. Wow. And so, does that include yeah, purchasing? Like, yeah, like I, I think I threw in, you know, whatever amount and it went um, like eight to 20 X, depending on whatever I coin I bought within like a two week time frame and then just back down. And after that, it was basically Bitcoin only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, I, I got in towards the top of this last cycle. Um, fortunately, not the very top, but, uh, you know, I got in after it had fallen, thought it'd be great. And it's pretty much gone downhill since then. But, you know, we're not here for, um, you know, at least in the short term for the gains. So that's a good thing. So the second question is this. What's yeah. an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? Yeah. Um, the one thing I think um, a lot of people kind of gravitate to is the the volatility of it and i wish that people understood that that's a byproduct of an asset like bitcoin monetizing and one thing i've learned over the last five years or so is we've never really seen a new asset monetize in front of our eyes mm. like bitcoin is doing and you know time will tell in the future how that unfolds but um, I wish people understood that volatility is actually us witnessing how a free market would work if there were no bailouts or interference from, you know, banks or institutions when things go down, but also on the upside, like we've seen with FTX and a lot of these things blow up, you know, they're allowed to trade paper Bitcoin, which can suppress the price. So I'd be willing to bet that there would be more stability you know, had, uh, had that not happened, but I think the volatility component, I wish folks understood why it is volatile. The third question is what is the Bitcoin resource that you must recommend to other people? So for your, your second question, I didn't really address like things about Bitcoin specifically. It's more these extraneous variables that impact it. And I think that's what really drags people in is the, the narrative built around Bitcoin. So um, when it comes to learning about Bitcoin or having a resource, I think it's important for people to move past the price and the narratives around it and understanding what the technology is actually doing and what role it plays in our lives. Um, and there's a book by Kiara Bickers who works at Blockstream. It's called Bitcoin Clarity. Mm. And it does a really good job of explaining how Bitcoin operates, the functions within Bitcoin and it takes these engineering um very very tough to understand engineering things and makes it practical for just a, a normal person to understand and you know myself i'm not an engineer by trade i've been doing sales and marketing my entire life and it was an incredible book that really helped me wrap my mind around how bitcoin works and making the technical nuance a bit more palatable for someone who you know, I consider myself a normie at the end of the day, too. So it was a great book as far as like ice breaking the technical stuff. Yeah. Beyond Bitcoin, what is a resource or tool that's been helpful to you or your business recently? Really, for me, the uh, the big tool that I love that I think all business owners should use is Google Search Console. 
It really is a tool that shows you how your pages rank on your website and what words you're ranking for, what search queries and intentions that you are showing for when people search the web. When it comes to B2B business, like what we do at Voltage, SEO is incredibly powerful for um, adding value whenever people do search on the internet. You know, you want to be there as a thought leader or a resource. It's a great way to build trust. But even on the B2C side, local businesses, that's incredibly powerful because if you work on building an organic content strategy and it's value adding, answering questions, you know, helping people wherever they are in that education or buying cycle, that really is the foundation for creating the micro content for your social media and for your email list. So by leveraging Google Search Console, no matter what type of business you're in, you can see how your pages rank, what words you're ranking for, and it can be a real good navigational beacon and uh, direction giver, if you will, as far as what you should do with your content and business strategy. That's good. That's very helpful. So now we have what we call our final arbitrary but insightful question, and is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? I feel like if you ask why enough, you eventually get to the why not. Mm. You know, children are naturally curious. And um, if you just continually ask why when you go through any decision making, you kind of hit that final fork in the road and you you really say, why not? And then you either know the risk, whatever you want to call it, or like the reason why you would make a decision. So um, I think it's better to ask why. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. At Linkster, it's not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Com. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Good stuff. Well, Bobby, we're here today to talk about your work at Voltage and particularly how business owners can benefit from using Voltage, but also just more about Voltage as a company. Also, you're involved with Lightning Ventures investing in Bitcoin companies. I'd like to talk with you a little bit about that. We also have to thank you for introducing us to Alex Wells, who we interviewed in the previous podcast. So you've... Um, it, unwittingly been behind the scenes with this podcast. Very thankful for that and also looking forward to just getting your insight today. So maybe to start off, could you share with us a little bit about Voltage and uh, what the company does just from a 10,000 foot view? So in simple terms, at Voltage, what we do is we're building the toolkit, the, the 
just everything that engineers, founders need, um, you know, product owners, whatever they need to integrate Lightning into their product or service. So really what that is, is nodes on the cloud for high reliability, easy maintenance, and incredible uptime, but also liquidity. When it comes to Lightning, you need inbound capacity, which, you know, we'll probably dig into a bit more here, and also data analytics and monitoring. So um, unlike a, a bank account in a centralized system um, where you rely on them for payments, when it comes to running a node for your business and managing liquidity, there is a little bit of work there. And we're aiming to give teams the tools they need to best manage that in the most efficient way possible so that they can offer an incredible Lightning Network experience to their customers. Mm -hmm. So could you share with us, uh, I know you have some some different examples on your website, some examples of businesses who are currently using Voltage. Yeah, so um, in our menu, there's the case studies mm -hmm. tab, and you can see uh, a few different businesses on there. Uh, one is Podcast Index. So Adam Curry, you know the the Pod Father, as people call him, he's uh, created this uh, awesome awareness for the value for value movement in podcasting 2.0. Um, Thunder Games. If anyone's into gaming, uh, you probably played, and you're into Bitcoin, you probably played a, a Thunder Thunder game, one of their uh, games, which is fun. Um, also, Carrot, who works really closely with uh, Bitcoin Magazine and gives you sats for reading articles on the web. Um, and there's quite a few other clients that we have on our homepage that use our product, such as uh, Fountain. And we actually have some pretty big logos using us that we'll be putting on the website soon, but going to have to keep that close to the chest. Sure, sure. And so it's one of those things where hopefully there are at least a handful of people listening to this podcast on Fountain. If so, that's in some sense powered by Voltage. I think one of the questions that might be helpful to to tackle next is why a business owner, um, especially in a maybe non-Bitcoin specific business, why a business owner might want to run a node that feels like a next level thing, but could you talk with us a little bit about why that's a, a valuable thing for a business owner who's just running a, a run of the mill business? Yeah, so for a lot of small businesses um, or entrepreneurs, you know, there might not be an immediate need to accept Bitcoin payments. It's not often that people come up to your business and say, Hey, I want to spend some Bitcoin. Do you accept it? Um, so it's not necessarily for like consumer demand at this point. I think one of the reasons a lot of people begin accepting or adding Bitcoin payments is, um, you know, one, if they're potentially outside of America and they have a good reason to want to have a more stable currency. But also in America, there are a lot of people who do choose to accept Bitcoin payments and create awareness around that. And it is because they are Bitcoiners and they do believe it is a better money. And there is a definite movement going on in the business world that Bitcoin is a asset you want to hold on your balance sheet. So what I like to present to business owners is you can intentionally build a Bitcoin strategy and accept Bitcoin. It does not mean it's going to have to take any time out of your day to day, nor is it going to be um, too much of an accounting pain here moving into the future, just because uh, accounting law is adjusting to become more friendly with how businesses can hold Bitcoin on their balance sheet or just within their treasury. So that's exciting. So I think if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously have an interest in Bitcoin and you should consider, you know, running your own node, accepting your own payments so that you can start to spread awareness and let people know that you can use Bitcoin for payments and specifically using the Lightning Network for incredibly fast 
low cost payments with no counterparty risk. And essentially the case for uh, running a node and maybe, um, you know, using BTC pay server, you have a little bit more control over things than if you're using other services. And, you know, I was listening to a Bitcoin Audible podcast mm-hmm. that in this, this, this might air a couple of weeks after the Bitcoin Audible episode went live, but it's talking about the value of running a node. The the way that you know that you actually have the Bitcoin is by running your own node. Now you can um, you can fairly easily know that you have Bitcoin if you don't have your own node, but there's no way to actually know for sure unless you are verifying it on your own node. So is that essentially the the case? Is like if you have your node, you have more control. You know you can verify and be sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you're probably referring to the Bitcoin Audible. Um, I think it's number 678 by uh, Michael That's Goldstein right. called Toward a Node World Order. Yeah. So for small business owners that might get very deep into Austrian economics and some other topics. But I think for business owners, the really important and compelling thing right now is even if you accept Visa, MasterCard, Amex, you're at risk of chargebacks. And when it comes to accepting Bitcoin payments, especially for something high risk, you would likely want to accept Bitcoin payments because once the payment settles, it is settled. Like that's the good thing. You know, there's not like this, there's not a third party that a consumer can go to and say, hey, I want a refund. So that's one thing that's great for businesses. And in my last role, um, we won around 70% of our chargebacks, which is a pretty darn high number. Um, but you know, people typically win less than that. And if you are in a business where you deal with a lot of chargebacks or you have a legal team, it would be pretty, pretty wise to try to accept Bitcoin payments and maybe give people, uh, certain percentages off for paying via Bitcoin. But, um, yeah, when you run your own node, you can verify that the payment that you received either is within, you know, a a lightning channel because there was an on-chain payment that opened that channel, or if you're receiving on-chain, you can see that it was included within a block and you know you are for sure receiving actual Bitcoin and not mm-hmm. something else. So uh, I feel like there's this fine line between, uh, for, for this audience, people who are really into Bitcoin and this is kind of like uh, material they've heard before versus someone who's sort of interested in Bitcoin, wants to figure out how they can incorporate it. But this feels like uh, a lot of details right here. The nice thing about Voltage is I feel like you guys make it relatively easy. So maybe if you could just share what it looks like to open a node with Voltage and the the process so that so the business owner can realize that it's not as maybe intimidating as it sounds. Yeah. So um, running a node is definitely intimidating. And that's why Voltage made the business that it did. Our CEO, Graham Krizik, he started this business because it was challenging to spin up a node and accept payments. And The reason he did this is because when it comes to number one, starting it like we just covered, number two, maintaining it and dealing with upgrades and internet, like my internet's been very spotty all day today and I've been very nervous. I'm like, oh man, I hope I'm connected well when I'm on the podcast with Josh and it's working well now, but if your node is going on and offline, you have issues. You may not receive payments and you may not route payments for the other participants on the network. So with a cloud solution like Voltage, with a click of a button, you can spin up a node for your business and you can get liquidity very quickly and then start accepting payments and spending if you do choose to spend from your node. So it takes the technical know-how and intensity of spinning up and managing a node and puts Mm -hmm. that in our court where you can just click a button, get going, and you're 
in business, so to Perfect. speak. And I'm curious about the connection between BTC pay server and voltage. I, I had thought, and this just might show my ignorance, but I, I thought that uh, BTC pay server was kind of like an open source uh, separate project. Is that something that came from voltage, the voltage acquired kind of what, what's the connection between BTC pay server and voltage? Yeah. BTC pay is open source. And really what we've done is we've created a capability for users to spin up an instance without having to do a lot of the manual setup. So if you want to set up an account, it's $8 and 64 cents a month, uh, was what our pricing page says right now. And we really, what it is, is like, if you spin it up on your own, there's no cost, it's free software. But obviously if you're going to run into any hiccups, is it going to cost you more than $8 and 64 cents a month of time, which I think most people, uh, it does take them more than that amount of time. So it might make sense to spin up a BTC pay, but that's really it. We make, uh, that just simple and automated for people. So they don't have to deal with the headache of it. Well, I feel like this has given people enough, uh, context to where if, if they think they need to reach out to you, uh, they can do that and we'll have your information down in the show notes and we'll, we'll share about how people can get in contact with you at the end of the episode. I do want to switch over, um, uh, a couple, actually a few things. First of all, uh, I saw earlier, actually this week, just happened to see a tweet that you made about, uh, how you are, uh, at voltage, uh, giving employees a Bitcoin bonus. That's one thing we promote on the show that the value of doing that we've interviewed some people about it. I'd like to hear your experiences with that, as well as your thoughts as an investor, when it comes to, uh, investing in Bitcoin startups for any business owners who might like that idea as well. So for me, um, as an employee who receives Swan's Bitcoin benefit plan, it's great. You know, it's not like um, it's a make or break for me as an employee. But the thing that I love about it as someone who's passionate about Bitcoin is every time I get paid and I see it hit my bank account, I don't only realize that. I also see that I'm getting, you know, an additional 50 bucks every mm -hmm paycheck, which yep. is just awesome to see, you know, it's a little reminder that you're always stacking sats. And the next thing, you know, you log into Swan and you're like, holy cow, I have 2 million extra sats. I would mm -hmm. not have had otherwise, which is great. You know? So I think it's a really wonderful add on for businesses to extend to employees. Um, and it's just been wonderful. It's just great. You know, you don't have to think about it, your dollar cost averaging and the company is aligned with us as employees who are passionate about Bitcoin. Um, now, when it comes to investing in Bitcoin companies and lightning companies, uh, my background, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've like managed businesses since really the age of 11. Um, and now that I've shifted my energy towards working in Bitcoin, it has become more of a uh, like a principle or moral thing as well. You know, there's a lot of investment vehicles out there that I think are high yield, but they're also high risk. And I've shifted completely to where I only invest in commercial real estate because there's reasons I believe it to be stable when it comes to like multifamily, mobile home parks and industrial. But beyond that, the only place I really desire to place my money into is either buying Bitcoin or supporting Bitcoin companies because I believe these companies that are building the infrastructure for Bitcoin and the companies that are integrating Bitcoin into their product or service, they are going to be the companies that people choose to interact with and that are used in the future of just the internet and commerce. And, you know, through Lightning Ventures and other uh, investment uh, teams that are on AngelList, which is where you can do this on, um, you can put in as little as a thousand bucks. You know, I'm not a 
an investor that can just throw 50k here and there but um if i can get aligned with other bitcoiners uh you know throw a thousand dollars at a deal support them back them be involved in helping play a role in their business mm -hmm. i want to do that you know when it comes to investing in real estate there's a definite culture of you want to invest with people you align with um, just in terms of how you think and feel um i'm a christian so i like to invest specifically with people who have alignment with Jesus and what Jesus expects us to do in order to get into the kingdom of heaven, you know, live, loving our neighbor, loving him and forgiving other people, which can be very hard to do in crypto land when everyone scams you. But I want to invest with people I ethically align with. And um, when it comes to Bitcoiners, um, a lot of them have very detailed, structured principles which I have discovered over the last five years, and I want to meet more of those people. So if I can cut a couple of thousand dollar checks a year and meet more of them and align with them and support them on their mission, that's a huge win for me. So that's kind of a long-winded answer, but that's one of the reasons I truly love it. Sure, sure. And I'm curious for you personally, you don't necessarily need to share which companies you've invested in, but are there any business models uh, that really are interesting to you as an investment, I back in you know my days of, of just retail investing, but choosing companies, which I really enjoyed and was relatively successful at, um, the principle of investing in the the world that you want to see um, that that helped me a lot in my decisions. There were some great companies I stopped investing in or never invested in because they were helping to create a world that I wasn't a huge fan of. Are there any? Uh, I guess mental models that you use, principles you use, or even just certain um, business structures when it comes to lightning in the Bitcoin world that you really like? Yeah, right now it really feels like a small world when it comes to Bitcoin and lightning, at least to me personally. Like a lot of us either engage on the internet or we followed each other for a few years or we met in person. So I feel like it's a bit easier right now for someone who's incredibly involved. But um it will get more challenging over time. For me, I love testing products when they come out and playing with them. And so like, for instance, I don't know when I'm allowed to say who I've invested in because I don't pay that much attention to paperwork. I just throw the money and then wait for it to close. But um, a couple of companies that I love and use every single day, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but Unchained and Strike, they recently raised and I was able to throw a grand at each of those, which was sick because Unchained's awesome. I love their team. Parker Lewis wrote a staple piece, you know, gradually then suddenly that will be referenced probably for the next 20 years. So there's incredible teams and leaders within those that I appreciate. Um, Strike's just incredible. They built such a wonderful, I think, culture on Twitter and Bitcoin and then uh, just in the Bitcoin community. But um, beyond that, I mean, if, if I use the product or I know the people and they're doing something that's going to be disruptive, I try to throw some cash at it. And like I said, um, as far as like, mental models or frameworks. I don't really have them yet. I, it's basically if I use it and I enjoy it or I know the people and I believe them to be ethical and I, I trust them to deliver what they want to do, I'll place capital with them. But in the future, I do expect to build like more of a discerning and like deeper thought process when it comes to investing beyond just simply reading the deck, which might include some additional information, which is always just good to see.
Mm-hmm. So the the two two of the three things we've just talked about, and this will maybe be the final thing that we talk about before we wrap up today. Uh, we talked about the Bitcoin benefit plan, investing in Bitcoin companies. And then I just found out, I wish I had read this before uh, our interview, but you just written a piece about starting a Bitcoin focused business. So maybe uh, share with us uh, your thoughts there and any applicable aspects that a business owner right now could benefit from when it comes to this piece. We'll link it up in the show notes as well. Yeah. So one thing I didn't include in the piece is, um, you know, a lot of us, we spend money at Walmart and Amazon. And whenever we do that, I think something like 70, 80% of that money leaves our local economy. You know, it goes to these producers elsewhere and the little bit stays with employees and they're typically minimum wage workers. So for us as business owners, if we are starting businesses in our area and, you know, 70% of business or so in America is small business, um, we need to work together. We need to create resources. We need to educate. So I wrote this article to help people understand like what a Bitcoin business is, like what the Bitcoin circular economy is. And ultimately, if you think of it this way, um, if you have the ability to give your employees the Swan Bitcoin benefit plan, or if they want to be paid in Bitcoin, it can now enable them to spend Bitcoin locally. The business can save and spend in Bitcoin. And remember at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about if you accept Bitcoin, do not expect people to come beating your door down trying to pay and you got to deal with converting it to dollars. You might get 1% or less of your money into Bitcoin. So if you have free cash flow, Mm -hmm. keep that money in Bitcoin, hold it long-term. Um, And this is how the Bitcoin circular economy is built. So painting that picture so people can understand that, but then also just expressing and helping folks understand how Bitcoin payments work, how they can use a solution like Voltage if they want to make it easier, if they want to manage it themselves and be their own custodian and self-host, showing them how they can do that. Um, And then beyond that, ways to educate and incentivize customers to pay and how to market your business, you know, how to connect with Bitcoiners, because there is a culture on Twitter of right now it's ranchers. There's an app called Oshi. It's essentially, as Adam Curry says, it's a search engine (laughs) for beef in a way. And ranchers will show that, hey, we have beef here. And I actually get beef delivered by my rancher. They freeze it, they bring it to my door and they drop it off. So if you are a small producer of anything in your community, register on Oshi, allow Bitcoiners to find it, connect with them on Twitter, connect with them on YouTube, go to local events and give people these incentives and a reason to pay in Bitcoin in your community and build raving fans based on offering an experience that aligns with who they are. Because again, I invest in Bitcoin companies because a lot of times I align with these people because they're choosing, in my mind, a more ethical route versus doing what's happening in crypto Mm -hmm. and a lot of these Ponzi scams. So all that being said, um, you know, having that education, being able to accept payments, and then also connecting with that audience who does want to spend their Bitcoin. Because a lot of these guys, they've been hodling Bitcoin for three, five, seven, ten 10 years. And with the Lightning Network, we're at a point where you can spend it and it's becoming very easy to spend it. So if you can offer that to consumers and give them a good incentive, they will become raving fans for you. And one of the best ways to grow business is through word of mouth and reviews. And there's one thing Bitcoiners love to do is they love to share, showcase, and support small and medium-sized businesses. So all that being said, if you can do that well as a business and differentiate yourself and add that to your value prop, you then can start building a balance sheet strategy, um, starting your own treasury. And if you really want to go out onto the risk curve um, or supporting the network, um, you can get into mining and there's 
you know, the ability to do that within your own business if you have cheap commercial energy or using a service like River, which um, Imprint Digital uses to mine. Um, you can write off the computers, you know, talk to your uh, your tax uh, accountant. But um, Section 179 gives you the uh, potential to write off computers and um, just different materials for your business for just tax benefits. But at a high level, that's it. Um, and the reason I put that piece together pretty quickly was because a lot of folks are not engineers. They're not technical, but they have a passion and a heart to bring better products, better money to market and create awareness around it so that it can make an, a positive impact on their community. So I think for anyone who's in sales, marketing, a blue collar worker, biz dev, if you're not a developer, those are the type of things you would want to try to grok and wrap your mind around so that you can share and extend that value to others in your community. Well, this has been a wide ranging conversation, Bobby. I appreciate you sharing today. Um, Maybe if you could give us any final thoughts and then uh, let people know where they can go to find out more about maybe spinning up a node with Voltage either now or in the future and just following what you're doing on Twitter and elsewhere. Yeah, so I am on Twitter. Uh, my name is I, Bobby Shell. I think if you just search Bobby Shell, I should pop up at this point. There's not a lot of people with my name. And I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, when it comes to Voltage, our website is voltage.cloud. Um, Voltage is also on Twitter. Those are typically the best places to find us. Um, we do have a support discord. So if you have questions, you can email the, the team at support at voltage.cloud or hop in our discord. But yeah, I'm happy to spend time with anyone. I'm not the, uh, the type of person that, you know, tries to like sell my time and like do these podcasts and then go make money on the side. I really love just meeting with people who are passionate and want to do this. So you can DM me anytime i'll happily just chat with you you know to, to help you so um, i'm not selling anything beyond just working for the company uh that i work for so happy to be a resource to anyone and just add value where i can but i appreciate you having me on today absolutely well bobby thank you so much for your time today it's been a pleasure all right thanks well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Bobby, you can find our links down in the show notes. And if you know of another business owner who could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. As always, keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today